In this episode, we look at the role that dopamine plays in our motivation. Get excited, because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple research-based strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and dopamine is something that is talked about a lot in the personal development space. But typically, we talk about it as a reward mechanism. We pursue a certain thing, and when we achieve it, we get that sweet, sweet dopamine hit. But is that accurate? Well, new research into the neuroscience related to dopamine actually changes that definition just slightly. Enough, though, that it makes a massive difference in how we structure our motivation systems and our personal development systems. So that's what I want to talk about in today's episode, the role that motivation and dopamine play in our personal growth. And before we jump into that episode, I want to talk a little bit about the book that is inspiring this episode. So it's called Dopamine Nation. It's written by Dr. Anna Lemke. Dr. Anna Lemke is an American psychiatrist who is chief of the Stanford Addiction Medicine Dual Diagnosis Clinic at Stanford University. And she is phenomenal. Her ideas, her knowledge, her her ability to communicate that knowledge is top, top tier. Now, I originally heard about her on uh, the Huberman Labs podcast, one of my new favorite podcasts, and then I heard a full interview with her on the Metaphysical Milkshake podcast, and she is just phenomenal. And her book, I'm Positive, will not be any different. So I'm going to be picking up a copy. Here is what the description says. In Dopamine Nation, Dr. Anna Lemke, psychiatrist and author, explores the exciting new scientific discoveries that explain why the relentless pursuit of pleasure leads to pain and what to do about it. Condensing complex neuroscience into easy-to-understand metaphors, Lemke illustrates how finding contentment and connectedness means keeping dopamine in check. End quote. Now, here's the good news. Like I said... I'm going to be picking up a copy of this book for myself, but if you want to join me, if you want to give it a read yourself, you can get it for free as an audiobook with today's sponsor, Audible. Here's how. When you go to audibletrial.com slash tiny leaps, you sign up for a free trial, and once you do, you'll receive a credit towards any book that you want, including Dopamine Nation. You use that free credit, redeem your copy of the book, and then even if you don't sign up for Audible afterwards, which I do recommend that you try it, it's, it's really worth the subscription, but even if you don't, you get to keep that book for free. So what have you got to lose? Head over to audibletrial.com slash tiny leaps. That's audibletrial.com slash tiny leaps. Get your copy of Dopamine Nation for free and give it a read. Dr. Anna is a phenomenal leader in this space, and I'm looking forward to reading it myself. So check out audibletrial.com slash tiny leaps. So let's start here. What is dopamine? Well, the WebMD definition is, quote, dopamine is a type of neurotransmitter 
Your body makes it and your nervous system uses it to send messages between nerve cells. That's why it's sometimes called a chemical messenger. Dopamine plays a role in how we feel pleasure. It's a big part of our unique human ability to think and plan. It helps us strive, focus, and find things interesting. Your body spreads it along four major pathways in the brain. Like most other systems in the body, you don't notice it or maybe even know about it until there's a problem. End quote. So dopamine, the, the long and short of it, is that it handles how we feel and how we handle things. It's a major player in what separates human beings from other species. And one of the things that this has led to in the larger conversation of how we get motivated to do certain things is the uh, idea that dopamine is actually about reward. That when you do something difficult, when you do something and you succeed at it and you achieve the thing that comes from that behavior, you also get a little dopamine hit. And this is very convenient. This is a convenient way to look at how dopamine and motivation work. But some new research has actually shown that maybe that's not that accurate. Maybe dopamine is actually more about motivation than it is about reward. Here's what I mean. And this is an example from the Huberman Labs podcast. So all credit goes to Dr. Andrew Huberman, uh, but I think it's a phenomenal way to explain how this works. So let's say that you tell a child that you're gonna bring them to Disney World. The moment you tell them that, and maybe even put a date on it, a time we're going next Thursday, we're going to Disney World. Um, the anticipation of that trip is started. And once the anticipation starts, dopamine starts being released. Just in anticipation, not even related to the actual reward. You know, you're not at Disney World yet. It's still going to be a, a full week before that happens. But dopamine has already started being released in anticipation of that reward. And this is interesting. This is an interesting distinction because in the old model of looking at dopamine, the way it's typically discussed in personal development, it's that we do a thing and then we're rewarded with dopamine. And now maybe that reward is the reason that we're doing the thing, like in the case of social media. You know, it's commonly believed that because of the dopamine we receive from scrolling or from finding a new interesting post or whatever it is, or from the likes and, and comments that we get, that is why people are so addicted to scrolling or to posting new content or, or whatever the behavior is. But in actuality, while that does still play a role, because there is an additional dopamine release when the reward is received, once you're at Disney World, there's also dopamine prior to that moment. There's dopamine in anticipation. And this seems to suggest that dopamine is actually the molecule that is driving the behavior towards that reward. It's a molecule of motivation. The reason we do the thing isn't just because we want to receive the reward. It's because there is already dopamine there driving us towards that behavior. And when you think about it that way, it actually makes a lot more sense why social media is so addicting. Because yes, we do still get the payoff at the end. 
but there's also dopamine driving the actual opening of the app and the scrolling behavior as well in search of the reward, in search of the payoff, in anticipation of what that's going to feel like. There's dopamine involved in that process as well. And that's why it's so difficult to stop ourselves. Because it's not about making a conscious choice or even a subconscious choice of, I want dopamine, so I'm going to do this thing. The dopamine itself is driving the action. That is a huge distinction that has massive implications for how we pursue positive behaviors, how we uh, uh, structure our motivation systems. Because if we want to do something good that we've consistently struggled with, say going to the gym or, or saving money or eating healthier or flossing, this is a very real example for me, I've always struggled to be consistent with flossing. I think this is something a lot of people struggle with. And I've been able to be more consistent in the last month than ever before. And a big part of why is due to what I believe is a a, a good process for structuring our motivation for difficult behaviors. And here's how that works. If we now know that dopamine is released in the anticipation of a reward and can be the driving motivator, the thing that uh, uh, produces the behavior required to get to that reward, then ultimately what we need to do is create anticipation around some positive outcome of the behaviors that we are struggling to take. So in my case with flossing, it was never a question of disliking it or anything like that. I would simply forget And over the years, I tried doing things to make it simpler. I would leave it out on the counter so it's in my line of sight. I would add a sticky note to my mirror so that I'm I'm constantly remembering. But I was never dealing with the motivation component. I never felt that motivated to floss. So when I decided to sit down and just think about the reward, that clean mouth feeling, Just thinking about that, which isn't even that huge of a reward, but just taking the time to really visualize that and really feel that, it allowed me to start anticipating that reward. Now, I still didn't necessarily anticipate the behavior, the flossing, but I was anticipating the reward, and that, I I can't say for certain, I'm not hooked up to any kind of brain scan But I believe that has allowed me to release enough dopamine to drive the behavior towards that reward, which is the actual flossing. That's how I think we need to be thinking about this. How can we create anticipation, not necessarily for the behavior, because you can't lie to yourself. And this was another thing I learned from the Huberman Labs podcast. You cannot trick yourself into thinking that this workout feels so good if it doesn't. So... We could, of course, shift the workout. We could do something that does feel good, something we do enjoy, that we can anticipate. And that's one really practical step. If we know that dopamine is released in the anticipation and that dopamine can be the reason that we take the behavior, not so much just the reward, then doing something as simple as shifting the behavior to one that we enjoy more and can therefore uh, look forward to Something like dance fitness instead of weightlifting, for example. If we can shift that behavior, 
then we can also build more anticipation towards the actual behavior and how good that thing feels. But if we can't, in the case of flossing, there's, there's no alternative. You, just, you have to floss. There's no other form of flossing that's more enjoyable. It's all kind of boring. But you can build anticipation around the reward of it, that clean mouthfeel. You can build anticipation around uh, uh, having X amount in your savings account. You can build anticipation around the good that comes from the behavior, even if the behavior itself doesn't feel that good or isn't that inspiring. That's the, the distinction that I think we are able to make when we make that shift from dopamine being a reward mechanism to a motivation mechanism. So that's what I wanted to talk about today, just to inform you on this uh, uh, new, at least new to me, piece of information and help you to break down what you can do to take advantage of that in your own process and in your own journey. In my next episode, I'm going to be laying out a clear step-by-step approach to utilizing this. So make sure you tune in to episode 799. If that's live right now, go listen to it right now. And if it's not, come back in a few days and it'll be live. Thank you so much for being here. Before we go, I do want to remind you, you can pick up a copy of Dr. Anna Lemke's book, Dopamine Nation, by heading over to audibletrial.com slash tiny leaps. You can get a copy 100% free as part of their free trial. And even if you cancel that trial, you get to keep the book. So really, what have you got to lose? I'm going to be reading the book myself, and I would actually love to have a discussion about it in our Discord. So pick up a copy, head over to audibletrial.com slash tinyleaps, and let's start a book club. Like, why not, right? That'd be kind of cool. I'm doing a lot of reading. Like, if you want to read with me, let's do it. Head over to the Discord, tlbc.co slash community, um, and pick up your copy, audibletrial.com slash tinyleaps. Thank you so much for being here. I've been Greg Clunas, and remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.